Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks once again for joining me for another episode. And this one is a really meaty topic. And it's come, I've literally just jumped off a discovery call where this came up and I was just like, perfect, perfect timing. And this is particularly for those listeners out there that would class themselves as grinding gutsy ladies. They're feeling stuck and they really don't know where to start. And you may be actually saying to yourself, look, Bella, I'm really unclear about what I do want. Can I start with what I don't want? And my two-word answer to that is, hell yeah, <laughs> it's it's absolutely vital to get started somewhere. And if that's what you think, if you're really clear on what you don't want, this episode is going to be perfect for you because I'm going to be able to give you three good reasons why starting with what you don't want is important. I'm also going to give you the next vital step to take. So recognizing what you don't want, I'm going to give you the step that takes straight after that. And this is obviously what I work with clients with. Um, And even more important, I'm going to tell you the step beyond that. But I'm also going to give you some key examples for classic don't wants that I come across a lot in this midlife space. And if this is really something that you know that this is ticking boxes for you, please make sure that you click the notes, um, the link in my notes, because I've got um, a new webinar series starting and I want to make sure you register to be able to listen to it. And it's my Getting Unstuck webinar series. So let's just dive straight in. And so why is it important and like why, you know, what are three good reasons I've come up with about why it's cool and great to start with what I don't want. The first point or the first reason I'm going to tell you is because it is a starting point. If what you're ruminating over is, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I can tell you that is where your brain and mind is constantly going. So it is looking for evidence of um, that fact that I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. So you will find yourself literally going around in circles and it 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 just breeds a whole level of discontent and procrastination. So if you're going to start now because it's like, great, Bella said I can start this because I know what I don't want, you will get started. And no plan for any of my gliding gutsy ladies starts without a starting point. No plan any of you have ever done in your life, by the way, has started without a starting point. And so what I'm really saying is that a starting point is so vital, whether you're doing it from a place of I know what I want or a place of I don't know what I want. It is the beginnings. And that is what we're all looking for, particularly when we're stuck. So definitely start to consider what you don't want. 
The other part is, same reason, right? But the other part is our brain is pretty impressive in the fact that it has got this negative bias. Wiring, I keep saying, and I know there's different language, all the neuroscientists out there would slap me on the wrists about this, but we've got um, a mechanism within our brain and mind, which is about negative bias. So it's so much easier for us to consider what we don't want than what we do want. And that's without layers of conditioning, particularly by the time you're in midlife, of probably being told you don't always get to get what you want. So if you are stuck because you don't know what you want, flip it. It's the same coin, right? Two sides of the same coin, and I call it the desire coin. One side of it is what I want. Other side is what I don't want. Pick your starting point. The second reason this is so important for you to start with, if this is what's you know resonating for you, is verbalizing what you don't want is empowering. Verbalizing anything to do with your desires is empowering. And I want you to get a pen and paper and write this word down. M power, E-M hyphen P-O-W-E-R. Now I know that's not how you spell it. It has the one roll through E-M-P-O-W-E-R. I always write it with M hyphen power because it is a constant reminder to me. The word empowering gets used a lot, but what does it really mean? It is the process of bringing your power back. That's what I feel. When I watch, um, you know, I might be coaching with a client and I see the aha moments or they're starting to articulate something that they more often than not have never articulated with another person. And of course, if that's the case, there's a whole heap of shame around it. But once they start to articulate what it is that they're thinking, what they want or what they don't want, articulating it, they start, honestly, there's a power that starts to rise in them and you can see it in their physicality, particularly once they've got it all out. So verbalizing what you don't want is powerful. And I'm also going to remind you to get a pen and paper out for this purpose because this episode, um, if this is resonating with you, even if you listen to the whole episode through and then go back and listen again with a pen and paper, because I'm going to give you, you know, direct actions to take to be able to, you know, move and get unstuck from a place of what I don't want. So it's empowering, second reason. And the third thing, it all links in together, right, is that getting it down on paper, if some of you are not paper people and you're getting it down on your notes on your phone, don't care. It's still getting it down somewhere. It will require a process of reflection. That means you are using a part of your brain, which from my understanding is very much related to executive function. And that means it is not in the automaticity or the habit part of your brain. So you're actually getting out of robot mode and getting into master mode. And as humans in this Western world, we don't do this enough day in, day out. This is why processes like meditation and journaling and just um, mindful walking, getting out of nature, getting back into your body through practices like yoga or cold water therapy or other forms of movement, they are so valuable because it gets you out of habit mode. And when you're in habit mode constantly, I think the data is up to 97% of your day, you could be an autopilot. You're not using that executive function and you're not actually reflecting, which means you're not stopping. 
And if you're not stopping and reflecting, it's very hard to make a choice. <laughs> so it all links in, and this is part of what I, you know, um, teach my beautiful clients with regard to being able to befriend your biology. Habits and um, robot mode is awesome when they are behaviours that serve you. But um, being able to take some time to reflect, particularly if you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed, it's super, super important as well. So three reasons that you want to start from a place of I don't want. Number one, it's a starting point. You're going to get moving. You're going to get start to articulate something. Two, verbalizing it empowers you. And three, you're going to get it down on paper or at least on notes on your phone, which is going to get you in reflection mode. And just simply getting in that different gear in your brain and mind actually is such a beautiful thing for your biochemistry as well. So then what I said that I would share with you is what are the next steps? Because what you could be like is like some of my clients you can sit there and write a fairly long list of what you don't want and without knowing any better, you could find yourself marinating in that and not moving forward and that is not what I'm about. I am all about helping my beautiful grinding gutsy ladies move forward and my gutsy gents. So cute. I get lots of messages from them. So what is the next step you can take? Well, looking down on that list the most important thing I want you to glean from it is what are the themes and what have you noticed here? Is there a copious list or are you someone that's actually simply got one or two things? Start to look at what's coming up for you when you've seen this written list. But then the next tangible step is to write, basically draw a line beside all the don't wants and let's now convert them to an I want. So you could head up the page, if I'm going to give you an exact actions, get an A4 piece of paper, put a line down the middle and put a line across the top. And on the left, top left-hand corner, you're going to have, I don't want, and then generate a list all the way down the left-hand side, all of the don't wants in your life. And on the right-hand side, you're going to generate a list now of what I want based on what the don't want is. So I hope you can see it's so much easier now that's clear what you don't want to be able to work out what you want. Oh, yeah, you reckon that's clear, Bella? That may be what you're saying. So let me give you some examples because that's the easiest way for you to start on this. And then I'm also going to give you another really cool part to this process. Um, so one, I've got four don't wants that I've just quickly written down, okay, and one was particularly came up in this discovery call. One of the don't wants I hear quite a lot of is around the workspace, and the one I've written down is I don't want to work night shift anymore. Now, I work with a lot of um, nurses and doctors and other health professionals, and also in the mining field, that was my background, and there was a real sense of trappedness because they were earning reasonable money and they, you know, my beautiful nurses can earn a lot more money if they do those night shift world. Um, but because of that, they didn't actually want to ever say, I don't want to do that anymore because how could I possibly make the money I'm making now? But they really, really were recognising the damage that constant chronic loads of night shift were having on their health and their wellbeing and their future life goals. So if that's you, please listen up. So I'm going to now help you convert to the I wants. A second don't want that comes up quite a lot is I don't want to 
hate my body anymore. Now, the language you might have there is I don't want to feel fat. I don't want to feel ugly. I don't want to look fat. I don't want to, um, I don't want to keep looking at the clothes I've got in my cupboard and I can't wear them. Um, I don't want to hate the fact that I look like this. So very much the, um, the body um, image stuff that comes and it's very much around the weight loss space, right? But we don't talk about the why, do we? Why we want to lose the weight is because we want to look sexier, feel more alive and healthy in our body, have more energy. So one of the don't wants is I don't want to hate my body anymore. Another one is I don't want to live this life alone anymore. Like I just don't want to be on my own anymore. And the fourth one I'm going to put on the list and then we'll obviously convert to I wants is I don't want to feel crap about not having enough money anymore. So, look, there are three, uh, those four are in very different um, elements or uh, areas of people's lives, but they have all obviously come from a place of what these people don't want. So how do we convert these into I wants? Now, some of you may still look at the don't wants and find it hard to do the I wants. And that is a, if that's you, please give yourself a bit of time, maybe spend some time with someone you trust and know and like that will actually let you, you know, open themselves up to help what you do or also make sure you register for my webinar because this is the stuff I get to help you with. So if you're someone that I don't like the work I'm currently doing, I don't want to do night shift, I don't want to work for this horrible boss anymore, I don't want to work with these idiots anymore, what do you want? Some of the things that I'm going to get you to put on that list are your dream wish list in regard to work. I want to work four days a week. I want to work. Now, now watch yourself with what comes up as you start to articulate even on paper of what you want because that's the really interesting thing, right? Because what's with the resistance that comes up to this are beliefs about yourself. So you can even make a side note if there's some really solid but you can't have that or but who do you think you are to have that? Just see what comes up because that's a really good thing. And that's what I, that's the value that I give to clients is because I can see that resistance in their physicality, let alone what's coming out of their mouth when we talk about their dreams and desires and what they want. So I want, if it's in the um, workspace, I want you to write down um, all the characteristics of the work that you want to do. You know, I want to do purposeful work. Um, I'm prepared to do, you know, I, I want to do night shift just one shift a month. It could be how many holidays you want. You might have written in there what you want to be paid. So allow yourself to open up. If you now know what you don't want in your workspace, start to jot down what you do want and let the floodgates open. This could be the first time in many years that you've even allowed yourself to consider what you want. And that's the purpose of this, right? We have come in the back door of understanding your desires. So the hate my body one, oh, it's a cracker, right? What are some of the wants you might put down there? I want to feel good in the body I have without going to major lengths of crash dieting, even surgery. Like I want to love my body for what it does rather than what it looks like. I I want to feel comfortable in this body. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel energized. I want 
I want to feel like, I want to feel sexy in this body. I don't know. It's going to come from you what this is. But there's some suggestions there about what is it about your body and your health that you want. And you can always consider someone in your immediate space. Um, And look, you can have role models that may be influencers or they may be um, movie stars and things like that. The only challenge I have sometimes with having them as the true aspirant you actually don't know what's involved in their life. Whereas someone that you know um, and you know of their story and you really admire how they operate in life, then I find them a better role model because you've got a um, probably a, a less filtered picture of how they've got to where they are. But everyone who has got to what they want in life, I promise you they've had a team to help them get there, by the way. So they're the things that you can talk about with wanting in your body and, and a really you know common one that comes up for me when I um, really talk with women in this space around their bodies, it's around energy and also feeling lovable and sexy and um, capable and competent and able to do what you want. Okay, the third one is, um, you know, I don't want to be alone anymore. I don't want to not have an intimate, you know, an intimate partner, like a constant intimate partner, someone that really loves me. So what does that mean I want? Well, clearly the opposite of that is I want a loving partner, but you've got to go bigger and deeper than that. What is it about a loving partner that would be important for you? Because, of course, this is something else to consider. These lists of desires are for you and about you only. So even though you may be using a role model, I still want you to bring it down into what's important to you. So in the relationship space, it um, a common one, you know, just some elements that come up quite commonly is, you know, I want someone who wants to spend time with me. Um, I I want someone who loves me for who I am as I am. I I want someone who wants to go and explore things that are of interest to me, and I want to go and explore things with them. I want someone who's tall, dark, and handsome. I don't know what it is for you. As we've got older, I think the interesting thing that can happen is the physical characteristics don't seem to matter as much as whether they laugh, whether they've got a joy about life, whether they whether they're kind. <laughs> you know, you may have a financial perspective. Have they, you know, are they someone that can financially look after themselves? It's not someone that you want to look after them. But start to get clearer and clearer about the picture of the partner that you want. Because I promise you, the clearer you get, the easier it gets for the plan. How does that be possible? Well, I'll probably do another whole episode on that. But the way it gets clearer and for a plan is because you start to understand if that's the person you want in your life, where are they? (laughs) How can I get in their space? But I'm jumping ahead. Okay. And the fourth one was around money and money beliefs and, and just financial health is what I call it on my grind to glide wheel. So the I don't want is I don't want to feel crap about money or lack of money anymore. I'm exhausted. I just don't want to feel like that anymore. I want to feel excited about my possibilities with money. I want to feel abundant, maybe the term that you might want to use. Now, the term abundance means lots of different things. And the abundance mindset that I now work with, particularly around money, is very much about I want 
to have limitless options of how to work with my money. Um, I don't want to feel scarcity and um, and fear around money. I want to feel hope and power and control around my money. I want to I want to take control of my money. Could be one of the things you write down. Um, I want to feel that I have a really good plan about my um, money and where I'm moving and and what that picture might mean when I choose to retire or choose to not work uh, for money, by the way. So that, I hope, is a list of the don't wants and how you can convert them into wants. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm going to go through a lot of this in my webinar series because, you know, I've named it Getting Unstuck because that's really the key piece that I help with my clients. Um, so as I said, I, I want to share the, the next step. So, you know, life, the quality of your life, I find, can be directly related to the quality of the questions that you ask, particularly if you are looking to change. And so we're moving from someone who is constantly saying, I don't know what I want, I don't know what I want, to someone who's constantly now aware of, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, what do you think is the next natural question? Of course, you can't answer me. I don't know why I was even having a gap there. <laughs> There's a few questions you can ask. We could ask why. I've got a download about, you know, your five whys and that, yeah, but I'm not going to go down that path today. The next natural question for me to help with clients is, so how do you think is the next best way for you to get what you want? And this is where I've found is the most gold in the coaching relationship because the hows to move forward into what you want can be abundant, infinite, numerous. And so starting to really understand the hows that you want to explore and play with and try is the next best step. And using a coach um, to help you to work out what your hows are is, is a really important process. But I'm going to get you to start yourself. So if you've got your list of I don't wants and you've started to um, populate it with what I do want and then start to ask the question, like basically get a highlighter pen or circle the one of the wants that is most important to you right now. Okay, is it around relationships? Is it around your health? Is it around money? Is it around your career or your working life? And really focus on that want. Like what are all the elements of it? And so the next thing is, how can I get this? What are the next steps that I need to take in order to get this? And that's what my webinar series will be about, is helping you to identify what some of these steps can be. And they can be as simple as the first micro habit to start bringing this in to change, for example, around relationships, may be surprising to you. It may be just simply looking at groups of people that you can start to interact with. If it's around your finances, it can be as simple as starting to find really, really cool podcasts that um, help to implant in your mind ways in which you can start to empower yourself around money. The hows are endless. Picking the hows can be a bit of a challenge, and that's where you can get some support and guidance from. But finding yourself in a place of the problem being my hows versus the problem of being I don't know what I want. Can you see how you have moved, how you have created some momentum and how you are now 
forward moving. You are looking to the future. How do I do this? How do I get this? How do I make the next step? So little stuckness in that energy, right? Whereas the energy around, I don't know what I want, I don't know what I want. And, you know, I keep ruminating on what I don't want. Sorry, yeah, I don't know what I want. Then there's just that straight away I just see people on roundabouts and I talk about change U-turns and change roundabouts, just going round and round and round and round. So I'm just going to recap for what this is about. First question is, if I don't know what I want, can I start with what I really don't want? If, if I don't know what I do want, can I start with what I don't want? Absolutely. And I hope this episode has helped you to work that out. There were three really good reasons to do it. And the main one I want you to bring up right now is it gets you in reflective mode. It gets you out. You've put a spoke in your wheel so that you don't keep ruminating about the don't wants. Uh, about the fact that you don't know what it is you want. So now let's start with the don't wants. And then the last piece to this is once you get clear on what you want, because you've moved from I don't want to now I want, and then the next piece is how. If you've gone and done all this work right now, please make sure you register for the webinar because you are prime for the next level of information to help you get unstuck. And I just want to leave you with this last little comment and that's about the fact that moving from grinding or grinding your gears in midlife and just feeling like everything is a hard slog and moving from that into gliding in midlife it's an inside job it is not about your external environment they're the clues and the red flags fixing it and moving into gliding is all an inside job and the, the sooner that you start to live from inside out rather than from outside in, I can promise you everything shifts dramatically. So the three things I would say at this point is know this, then do this, and then you can have this. And I hope that's leaving you something to consider. Have a cracking day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Do you think you've actually got a fear or a confusion around the whole concept of retirement? You may actually have a bit of retirement denial. Well, I'd love you to download my free guide to how to remove retirement denial. Click on the link in the show notes in your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who may just need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.